I told my dad, you know, if you try to take these drugs or like if you come any closer, I'm gonna kill you. You know, he just sat there and he watched me and I just felt nothing. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about how addictions to drugs can make you so desperate that you can become like a ravished animal in order to get that next fix. In our last show, Andrew Chalmers shared his horrific story of how something as innocent as prescription painkillers led to a path of always seeking his next high. He went from those painkillers to becoming a heroin addict. He became so addicted to heroin that even though he almost died from an overdose, after he went to the hospital, he told us of literally getting his next high right after he got back. He became like an animal where his family had to cut him off. But one day, his father came to him and reached out to him and found him. He told us of the story how he was living for the heroin, that he even threatened to kill his own father if his father would try to stop him from shooting up. His father had the grace to not stop him, just sat there and watched his own son shoot up. Today, Andrew is going to share what happened next with his father. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's great to be back. Yes, Andrew, thank you again for sharing the reality of heroin addiction. Let's dive right back into this moment where your dad is out there in the streets. He's looking for you. And I understand you were hiding from him and you didn't want to be bothered. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I was actually hiding kind of like behind a abandoned house in this side yard area behind this fence. I even remember while I was back there using the drugs, I remember even hearing my dad around the neighborhood talking to people asking them where I was. When he came and he found me, I told my dad, you know, if you try to take these drugs or like, if you come any closer, I'm going to kill you. You know, he just sat there and he watched me and I just felt nothing. I was just so hollow inside and just so broken and really wanting change, but not knowing what to do. And he watched me finish all the drugs right there in front of him. And I put all the drugs down on the ground, the bags and everything. Mm, Wow. I can't imagine what that moment was like for you, but also for him. I couldn't imagine what your dad thought seeing you with needles in your arms shooting up right in front of him while he just watched. Yeah. I'm sure he was filled with so many emotions as he watched you. I'm sure his heart broke. Yeah. After I got done, you know, with the drugs, I put him down and I was just trembling and I was just scared and not really knowing what to do. And my dad just looked at me and he just said, come with me, son. He said, I love you. Come with me. And I remember he put out his hand like in a posture, like take my hand come with me. And, you know, I was dirty and so broken and he got me and got me in the car. (laughs) He got me out of there as quick as he could. You know, once I got in the car, they were ready to get me out of where I was. Powerful moment, Andrew. Just so moving. The love from your father. And I understand your dad took you to a program called Teen Challenge. How did that go? Well, once I got there, I was really skeptical because it was a Christian program and I was an atheist. So I didn't believe in God. I thought it was all fake. And so I kind of felt like I was wasting my time there. 
and I wasn't totally ready to stop doing what I was doing. And so I kept getting in trouble doing stuff I wasn't supposed to. And finally, me and a couple guys, we decided we were going to leave the program. And essentially, the decision for me was, I'm really going to give up this time, and I'm just going to go and do whatever I want. And I even had some charges that I was facing, felony charges in Atlanta that would have hit me really hard if I would have left the program. And I was just going to leave anyways. And the night before I left, a guy who worked there, he came up to me. And I was just outside, you know, doing some chores that I was supposed to do in the program, and he came up to me. And he asked me what was going on. And I was like, nothing, you know, and he just was persistent. And he was like, something's going on. And, and then he changed and he just started to tell me that God uh, loved me. And he started to just tell me that God had a plan for me and that where I was at, it's not where I was always going to be and that everything was going to change. And as he started to say that to me, it's like, I didn't want to hear what he had to say, but like everything changed around me. And suddenly I just began to feel waves of emotion. And standing there with a broom in my hand in the middle of the day, I wasn't in a church or anything. I just started weeping and I looked at him and I hadn't cried like that. I don't remember the last time I had cried in front of anyone. I looked at him and I said, what's happening to me? And he said, bro, he said, you're experiencing the love of God right now. He loves you so much. And as I started to encounter the love of God, I realized that God did love me and you know, that he was real and that he really, you know, did want me to be able to change. And he really wanted to help me and that I was just fighting him. And so I got on my knees and no one encouraged me to do that. I just got on my knees and I just prayed with those guys and they led me in a prayer. And I just, it was like, God, I surrender to you. I'm going to stop fighting what you're trying to do in my life. I'm just going to let you have your way. That moment that I encountered the love of God, it just changed everything. Mm, My gosh. So here is an atheist drug addict encountering the love of God. I love it. Now, did this moment truly change your life, though? Did it bring some good things, maybe some not good things? Tell us about it. So many good things, and it's hard to really describe it all. But over the next two years, you know, I really did begin to experience incredible freedom in ways that I had never before. It wasn't an overnight thing. Instantaneously from that day on, I had peace that I hadn't experienced before and I had a joy. There were still a lot of things I was struggling with. But over the next year or two, as I started to really learn more and more about God and, you know, read the Bible and do stuff like that, it started to really change me. I had been dealing with severe anxiety and depression and all these addictions and all these things. And over time, you know, all those things just kind of naturally went away. It really was a miracle because I used to have severe panic attacks and all these different things. And when I showed up in that program, my son, who was two at the time, I wasn't even allowed to have any visitation at all. And over the next few years, that relationship was totally restored. And today, you know, I have full custody of my son and my son, you know, right now he's nine. Uh And, you know, the dad that he knows today, he doesn't even remember who I was, you know, at that time. And he hasn't had to grow up seeing me the way I was because how different my life is today. Like he knows my story because he hears me tell it to a lot of people. But to him, you know, he gets to know a very different dad. Hmm, That is amazing. What other things did God change in your life, Andrew? And what about someone else who knows someone or, you know, is maybe that someone going through these bouts of addiction? How could you encourage them? Yeah, well, God has restored so many things, just so many relationships and different places in my life. It's really hard to list, you know, kind of everything that God has done. But the one thing that I would just encourage anybody who's dealing, you know, with any kind of addiction is there is a God who is really just waiting for you to turn to him and he's not far away from you. And he loves you so much. 
And there is hope. I think that's really the cry of my heart ever since I had that experience with the Lord and started following him. One of the biggest things that I want people to realize is that there's hope. No matter how dark it seems, no matter how hard it is, there is hope. And Jesus is the hope that you're looking for. Mm. Andrew, this is so real. Faith really changed your life. And I believe someone's listening right now. Their lives are being changed. Andrew, truly, it was such a blessing having you on our show. Thank you again. You're welcome. Hold on right there. I want to talk more right after the break. Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I mean, I just can't get over the story of how the father didn't give up hope on his son and how even when his son was shooting up heroin right in front of him, he just stayed with him. He was patient. He loved him. And through that love, Andrew discovered the true love of God and was set free from this extreme drug addiction. Now, so many times family members give up on their loved ones who get addicted to drugs because it causes the addicts to steal sometimes from their own family members, lie to them, or do other things in order to get the next high. And a lot of relationships, unfortunately, can shatter because of that. Or sometimes people need to stop the relationships to stop an enablement for the drug user. But Andrew's father, he set boundaries, but he didn't give up hope. That's so important. And that's so amazing. He waited. He was patient. And he applied love True love waits. True love never gives up. True love gently brings one to the right thing. What about you? Do you have someone you feel like is too far gone or too far lost in drug addiction that they're just too far? Like maybe you've lost hope yourself. Maybe you're that person and you've lost hope in your life about yourself. Maybe your life is in a place where you have no hope. You just are stuck in life and you literally feel stuck and hopeless. Let me encourage you. Ancient writings says this in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, if you don't give up on hope, the Lord will renew your strength and you will soar out of your problem out of your issue. And I'm not just talking about any hope here, okay? We're not just talking about like a generic hope, like, well, you know, just have hope, brother. No, it's when you hope in the Lord, you will be able to do the impossible, just like Andrew Chalmers. He sailed out of his drug addiction. If the Lord could help him soar out of this, what can the Lord do for you in your situation? 
don't lose hope. And if you've lost hope in yourself or others, it's okay. Put your hope in the Lord. When you hope in the Lord, something different happens. The power and energy from heaven will meet you where you're at. How? Through a conduit named Jesus. Jesus is like a carrier of the power and the glory of heaven that will help you through your hopeless situation and will empower you to continue to move on. And I sense someone right now needs to place their hope and learn to wait on God for their miracle. Let's do that right now. Let's pray. Father God, I'm praying for the person, my friend, who's saying, gosh, Lord, I've lost hope. I've lost hope. I just want to give up. I just feel like I want to give up. Maybe you're saying that, friend. So Lord God, we just take time to say, Lord, I'm not going to give up, but instead I'm going to place my hope in you. Not in other things, Lord Jesus. I want to place my hope in you. Say that, my friend. And Jesus, we just believe that your power is going to flow from heaven to us so that we can soar with wings like eagles. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.